Stranger Things 3 came out, oh, yeah, so yeah, I spent it. Uh, half of it. I don't like binging things all at once, so I did half of it with a friend, and I'm gonna probably gonna finish it tonight. That's watching responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> well, if yeah. you do it too fast, it's like a fever dream. You don't know what happened. Yes. Speak on that when I get to my what did we watch? Yeah, the recently watched thing that we do. Recently watched. What did we watch? Ziggy, do you want to intro this? You know, I don't. I can't improv. You, I don't know what to say. (laughs) Will, do you want to improv this thing? Hey, listeners, it's Chewing the Scenery, a horror movie podcast where we talk about horror movies on a podcast. It's Will, me, Richard. That's me, Jolian. This is the sound of my voice, and spokesperson for her generation. (laughs) Uh, horror fans, Ziggy. Hi. Welcome back to the show. Yes, Happy welcome back. back. We like you're having here. you on the show. I'm flattered. Oh yeah, yeah that's great. We're, we're flattered. Yeah, where yeah. else? Where else are we going to get this perspective? Reddit. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Reddit. No, you you'll get a bunch of people making the same joke on Reddit, <laughs> won't you? One of my oh. teachers has a Reddit account, and he leaves very heavily worded um, reviews of the gay bars in town on there. Walls of text. Wow. Um, TLDR, right? Yes. You know what that means? Mm-mm. Too long, didn't read. Mm. <laughs> you see that a lot when somebody, you know, there's there's something where um, you scroll and scroll and scroll and it's just this gray wall of text and then <laughs> someone will be like, TLDR, but <laughs> here's what I think of the thing you said at the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah. Too long, did not read. I wish yeah. I could do that on essays. Yeah. TL- TLDR. Sorry, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Just review the beginning and the end and then yeah. insert that. I got some grades based on writing too much. Did you? Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, where you'd get like an A because they'd get tired of reading. They figure, he filled the little book up. He must know what he's talking about. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I recited the plot of Jaws. <laughs> oh, yeah. A, for the uh, book Heart of Darkness. Yeah. Which obviously, I should have used Apocalypse Now, but right. I didn't think that was funny. So I used Jaws. <laughs> I like that. And I just wrote out the whole plot of Jaws in one of those little blue books, and I got an A on it. And uh, and I asked the teacher, did you really read this? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, she didn't. Or she, if she did, I mean. She didn't TLDR you? No. Okay. <laughs> hey, let's not forget. Thank you to the Moon Race for giving us intro creature features at the top of the show. Find the music on Amazon or iTunes if you want to buy it digitally. Say hello to them on Facebook where they are the Moon Dash Rays. I just had to say that. Yes, thank you. Because they, they never charged us for it and we don't make any money off this yet. 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 <laughs> We're gonna. But Patreon. Yeah, yeah, we should do it. Somebody a hooks that up for yeah. us. Did Gives I tell us all the money? Will, you're gonna and get. We do none of the work. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Somebody just gives us money because we asked for it. 
Well, you know, you, you provide them extra content or something. Oh, yeah. We'd give them an extra yeah. show every month. Yeah, sure. Where Jolene just reads uh, Orson Welles stories. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Like a you just half hour Jaws. show. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. And we'll throw out little comments about Orson Fable, Welles. Fables about scorpions and things. Yeah. Fables about <laughs> scorpions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. Perfect. Who wants to start the recently Why don't you watched? start? Recently watched, okay. I feel like I watched something that I forgot, and then I know for sure of something I watched, which was this thing about the Phoenix Lights. Ziggy, do you know about the Phoenix Lights? I think so. I want to say it was 96, 96 or 97, that uh, these big uh, sort of arrow-shaped craft went over Phoenix, and they had lights on them, and they were completely silent. And, of course, the official story was, uh, yeah, those were uh, flares that we dropped from uh, uh, airplanes and stuff. Mm. And all the experts were like, nope, that's not possible because people had video footage of it and everything. Uh, Maybe it could be explained in the natural world, but they weren't flares dropped from airplanes. And they had so many, like, 10,000 eyewitnesses who called in and said, hey, police, do you need to know about this? So, <clears throat> I watched this documentary. It was, it was probably just outside the Barnes limit. By the way, Will, you should get your own sticker. I was thinking of making a, a speed limit sign that just says Barnes limit 90. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. <laughs> because, you know, 90 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. Will can watch anything. I'll watch any movie as long as it's 90 minutes. Yeah. If I was a film producer. No more, no less? Thing. Or is that like <clears throat> the max? 90 minutes is like the max. You really have to earn those minutes. And if I was a producer, that would mean you'd have to take money off your pay. Yeah. And pay me <laughs> yeah. to get those extra minutes. <laughs> it's a misery tax. <laughs> yeah. So I watched that. And then remember we were talking about ghost ships? Yes. And then there was the movie that had, uh, turns out, Gabriel Byrne right. and Juliana Margulies. Oh. Yeah. So I said, you know what? It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Is I, it? I was tidying up this room. I, you can't tell, but it, it was much worse. Um, the listeners can. Well, that just got really loud. Didn't yeah. It? What happened there? I don't know. Um, let's see if we We're can. We're having electrical storms. Oh, God. I hope we Oh, I was going to ask. Did you put batteries in that? No, I should, though. We should. Want to pause and do that? Yeah, can you do that? <laughs> I can do that. Hold on. Because we'll lose oh, the whole you show. For, you forgot to mention we're not professional critics. Oh, I think they can tell. <laughs> yeah, I think that is quite possible. Hold on. Okay. All right. So are your volume levels okay? Yeah. Yes. And yeah, I was told we're good. to mention, good? Uh, and you we're can good. drop this in with the magic editing, that we're not professional critics. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we're not trying to be. How about a spoiler warning? Do you want to, Do you care to warn about spoiling? Every, uh, the craft? Yeah. I don't know what movie we're watching this yeah. week. <laughs> it's a 1996 American supernatural horror film directed by Andrew Fleming and starring Robin Tunney. Is it Tunney or Tooney? I was debating that. Well, I it's think Tooney. Uh, well, Tooney sounds better, but <laughs> I think it's Tunney because it's a double N. The double consonant makes uh-huh. yeah the vowel sound. Um, for Rusebalk, Nev Campbell, and uh, Rachel, Rachel True. Rachel True. Yeah. Does does uh, does anyone know who the rest of them are, or do we just know who Faruza uh, Balk and Nev Campbell? Skeet Ulrich is in it. He's yes. a, you know something. Yeah. He Skeet-ski. he's <laughs> he's awful in this, isn't he? Yes. And what about his shrimpy little friend with the kind of longish oh, hair? Oh man! Do you want to smack him? I kind of want to smack all of them. 
Yeah. That actor looks like he's probably 35. Yeah. And has played a high school student for his entire career because he's short. Yeah. (laughs) He was not. I mean, he was the size of a kid. Yeah. Not like a high school kid. Yeah. Like a junior high or middle school or maybe elementary school. I don't know. Just a sixth grader running around. He's a sixth grader with long hair and an attitude. (laughs) I didn't like his. I didn't like the stuff he said. I didn't like his jerky face. So we'll get to that later. <laughs> so you watched the Phoenix Lights. The Phoenix Lights documentary, and then uh, I turned on Ghost Ship. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so it's got Gabriel Byrne and uh, and Juliana Margulies and a bunch of other people. And it's on Netflix? Yeah, and the intro to this thing, now Ziggy, if you've not seen Ghost Ship, no. just watch the first 10 minutes mm-hmm. okay. until it says, like, present day. So Aww. it's supposed to be like 1962, but everything's like the 30s. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like it's like the shining ballroom kind of mood. Wait, is 1962 supposed to be present day? No. Oh, that's like the first <clears throat> 10 right. minutes. Oh, yeah. okay. And then it goes to present day, which is like 1990-something. Mm, of course, present mm-hmm. day, obviously. Yeah, in its time it was. Mm. Yeah, I went to see it at the theater. And, and, uh, I'm sorry. Did you, Have you recovered from that? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like, I think I watched that on video. Yeah, and then uh, I don't remember anything about it except when you brought up Julianne Margulies. I was like, oh, god, she was in that. She was lovely, wasn't she? I mean, as a as a human person, I suppose she's rather bland. You think so? <laughs> oh, I always thought she had a real distinct quality to her that made her stand out from the other people on the screen. I mean, she was side by side with George Clooney in ER. Right? So you got to do something special to stand out next to him or keep, keep up with him. Especially when he had that Caesar haircut. <laughs> remember that? He had like the Caesar bangs. Do you remember this at all, Ziggy? Nope. You would, you would, it, was, you, it was before her time. You would have been like three. Yeah. No, she would have been that, negative something. Because negative three? Easily. That was like 1997. How old were you in 1997? Negative three. Okay. Okay, <laughs> see? Okay. So you remember when you were negative three? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anywho, uh, I think that's about it, other than um, I did watch the trailer for Stranger Things, the next episodes, or the third season, or whatever they're calling it, and I thought I could start that this weekend, and judiciously watch it, and not bomb <laughs> straight through it, and get the cramps, you know, like you can. You know, you, you just can't do that. So you watch the first half? Yeah, it's... Well, yeah. Is it eight episodes or ten? It's eight. Um, but I watched the first five with my friend. So I have three left, and I've already kind of cried a little bit. Um, it's just a really intense season. The first two seasons are great, in my opinion, and I love the story a lot. And I've grown so attached to the characters, especially in like, the actors that play the characters. So now, in season three, the writers were just like, let's destroy them. Oh. And... <laughs> Mm. Now everything hurts. <laughs> oh. oh, that's awful. But there, there, there are some good bits, but it's going to be really sad. Also, part of the reason I stopped halfway through is because I know like the last two episodes are just going to destroy me. Mm. So I'll get there eventually. And I don't know if you know this, but we segued into your recently watched. So, uh, yeah, because I was done. And now mm. we're talking about Stranger Things. Oh, so what we're... else have you recently watched? And Well, let's go back to uh, Stranger Things. Mm. Uh 
so other than hurting you and making mm. you feel ways about stuff, mm. uh, is the content mm. interesting? I mean, it looks yeah. like they're moving along a timeline. You know, we're into a different part of the 80s. and Yes, it's um, 1985 now. Mm-hmm. And um, the show skipped two years. So there's um, a lot of character development that we missed, which I guess is kind of cool because now we see, like, developed characters instead of, like, developing characters. Right. Um, and the monster is bigger and better and more graphic. It's a, it's a really gory season for the show. Um, All right. But yeah, I like it a lot. I'm a big fan of the show. Mm-hmm. So, and these actors are all kind of your mm-hmm. your generation, your age. They're, yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, by the way, Chosen turned 18. So I know. Gonna have to leave him alone for a couple of years. You don't want to get him in trouble. <laughs> God, <laughs> that was awful. But yes, I know. I know. Okay, I, um, just, yes. just making sure you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, um, what I, else? I did watch it again. I really love that movie. I've seen it a few times. In the past month or two. Have you seen um, the trailer for the next one? Yes, I have. I'm so excited. They kept the same like soundtrack and then like color aesthetic, which I'm really happy about because for me that was like part of what made it just so creepy. And then they used it again in the trailer and I was really excited that they'd do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the new child's play with my friend. How was it? They didn't do the feet thing. Oh. So the most iconic part of the Chucky movies is his little feet running. <laughs> yeah. but like the well, that's music. it. I'm not going to watch it now. That's, Will, that's Will's that. favorite thing about that Chucky. That is my Mine favorite too. thing about Chucky. Mine too. And they didn't, they didn't do that. And I was really upset about it. Oh. Um, I think two people died that we saw die. And then the rest were like implied deaths because they like lock up a store and... Mm. It's it's a weird, like, technology. It's a weird call to, like, the 21st century and being like, technology will take over your life. Oh, it has. I mean, some people mm-hmm. live and die by Amazon Prime and Alexa. Yeah. And it's coming out that, oh, yeah, they listen to everything you say and they keep files of it on you. And uh, that is some scary stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if everyone regards it as kind of scary, but... I quit having my phone next to me when I sleep at night. I have it in another room because I left the phone charger in another room and went, oh, I just, I'm going to go plug the phone in over there. And I, and I discovered that I don't scroll through my phone at bedtime or first thing in the morning and I feel better. I can't tell you specifically why, but I feel better. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Go on. What else? I thought there was going to be some creepy thing. Like I found out I was talking in my sleep and the phone was ordering recording stuff. shit. <laughs> it was, it was or- ordering stuff in my sleep. Alexa. Yeah. You will buy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the, 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 uh, child's play movie. Yeah. Um, do you recommend it though? Even though it's doing a different thing, it's not a, a, a fake voodoo, uh, real, uh, I don't know, inserting of a soul into a doll. Instead, it's a technology doll gone wrong. I don't. I don't know if I would. When I when I left the movie theater, I was kind of disappointed. Honestly, it was mm. a pretty funny movie. Like they had really good one-liners and the character dynamics were really funny, but the deaths were just weird and drawn out and it, it felt like it built to like nothing hmm. um and they didn't do the classic chucky things yeah, yeah. and so that's what i heard so i didn't i wasn't super happy about that um how long ago did you see the original 
Oh, actually, I saw... Three years before she was born. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I saw um, Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky before I saw the original Child's Play. Uh-huh. Um, and then I've seen half of Bride of Chucky. So I think I saw Child's Play, like, only a few months ago. Oh. Because um, it's not on Netflix, and I... Everything I'm supplied is off of Netflix, yeah. cinema-wise. Right. Um, what is the deal with Netflix? Like, right now they don't have Scream 2, do they? No, but they have 3 and 4 in but, 1. Yeah. What, the, what is that? I don't know. They have Final Destination 1, 2, 3, and 5 also. The Scream 2 people are like, uh-uh, nobody, that's going to cost you a lot more. <laughs> you could have 3 and like 4. Prime it, yeah. Maybe 5, but 2, nah. Mm-hmm. No, we're, we're holding back on that one. I don't know what that is. It's weird, though. And then, like, Bones is on there, but only, like, the last five seasons, not the first, like, four. They just aren't on there. That is really weird. I had to... I watched the series from the middle on, and they brought back villains, and I didn't understand. Oh, man. It was really frustrating. So, Ziggy, what's your cutoff point for what you really enjoy in movies? Like, up to to, uh, how old can movies be, and you still kind of feel... I'll give that a shot, or I'm excited about that. Like, is stuff from the 80s okay? Oh, yeah. Um, but the 70s, meh. I think, I don't really pay attention to dates. For me, honestly, if it's just older, it's just old. I don't understand <laughs> the differences of older decades. They just, like... They all blur together? Yeah. So the 1930s the, and the 1960s well, look the same? <laughs> no, I know, like, some time spatial awareness but like i don't know what separates movies from this decade from this one i think the oldest movie that i like is psycho okay Um, that's 1960 boom there you go classy um cultured yeah yeah um it it takes a while to get context for you know mm -hmm. so that you know oh yeah that film must come from that time yeah yeah yeah, that, that cop's not tasing that guy. Why? Oh, why is he hitting him with a club instead? I don't understand. Yeah. I, had, I had no idea. that It's like I watch James Bond films every time they're on TV, and I had no idea what where they came from, Yeah. what time. It just is this crazy movies that they, I, couldn't, I couldn't imagine when they came from. They just came out of some vortex. Yeah, it's just yeah. like this, they're just pure pleasure beamed into my eyes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's good. So what else? Um, I also watched... I watched a lot of, like, random B-list horror movies that I've just stowed away on Netflix that were not good, but entertaining until, like, 2 a.m. Because um, it's summertime. Yeah. I don't have to sleep. Um, but I watched um, a movie um, called As Above, So Below. Mm-hmm. So and I really yeah. liked that one. Because I did not expect that to sh- scare the shit out of me, but it did. Mm, it was set Ooh. in the catacombs. Yeah. Yeah. Scary stuff. I, like, finished it, and I just had to sit there for, like, a while, and I was like, what the <laughs> fuck just happened? And then I'm babysitting, right? And I don't... <laughs> so I'm just chilling home alone with, like, my sister, who's already kind of creepy because she's a kid. And yeah. And I was just like, we're not leaving the house. It was like, the doors are shut. Nobody's getting in. Oh, we're man. out. It's like, we're not going anywhere. Nope. Oh, Wow. That movie really scared me, and then I watched it again for my friend's birthday because we've been looking for, like, a movie to, like, actually scare us, mm-hmm. but Chucky was just 
not it. It's not it. Oh. Watch, so. watch the original The Eye. Oh, no. That, that okay. About, uh, when a Stranger Calls. Oh, that's That'd a good a one, good too. Baby yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, Halloween, of course. Yeah. You've already seen that. The, mm-hmm. That was originally going to be called The Babysitter Murders. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. And did you, I don't know if you listened to our last episode, but uh, Will mentioned something that I wasn't aware of. They announced um, Halloween 2018 is getting its sequel. Oh, my God, really? Yep. Yeah. I really liked that movie. I'm excited. Yeah. And they killed off all the jerks. So, you know. That's true. They could introduce new jerks, but they got rid of the worst jerks. Mm-hmm. So... The, the boyfriend dressed as Bonnie got killed, right? Yes. And the friend who tried to move in on... Uh, I liked that friend. He was funny. Yeah, he's funny, but he's a little lecherous. He, yeah. Yeah. And the, he, you know, of course, brought motion detectors into the whole thing. That scene doesn't make sense, just by the way. It doesn't. You know, I watched it again, and I was thinking, so if you stand perfectly still, the motion detector shuts the light off. But then, how does he get closer? What's his face? He's moving around. He's like a big dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> what is up with so, that? So um, we were like we were that. talking about it. So like the the last Halloween movie was a sequel to the first Halloween movie, which makes it Halloween two three. So the next movie is going to be Halloween three two or Halloween two three. What do you reckon? Two okay. four, you mean? <laughs> two four. You're gonna need to go back. <laughs> <laughs> So 2018 so, is 2-3. Right. Yeah. So it but recognizes... 20, you can 20. count 2018 as, as Halloween 2-3 yeah. or Halloween... Hang on. <laughs> You've gone <laughs> and confused, confused yourself. <laughs> so the last one is Halloween 2-3. Yeah. So the next one is going to be Halloween 2-4 or two, four. Halloween... Or Halloween 3-2. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay. The, the important thing to know is that Halloween 2018 recognizes the first movie as existing, mm-hmm. or the events of the first movie yes. as existing, and the characters mm-hmm. uh, are there. From... And then it ignores the rest, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. The rest okay. of it didn't happen. Because I haven't seen anyone. I've seen the first Halloween and then the newest one. Which effectively makes Halloween 2018 Halloween 2. Right. So if we have another one. So the next one's Halloween 3, 2, or Halloween 2. Four. Yeah. Because we've had three other number twos. Yes. And one of them was a real... (laughs) A Rob Zombie movie. Who Rob Zombie has a new movie coming out. Yes. Oh, the... Uh, uh, I forget the title of it, but it's uh, some crap with... uh, The Devil's Rejects sequel? Yeah. Yeah. um, Three from Hell. Three from Hell. That's it. Yeah. Uh, One of those is a stripper played by his wife. (laughs) Right. As usual. Um, uh, Sid, Sid Haig and somebody else. Sid Haig was looking really thin in some pictures, so I don't know if he's doing Atkins or if he's not well. Mm. But he was looking pretty thin in some pictures that people were posting from a convention. So uh, I hope that he's well. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's been never... doing this thing for a long time. In fact, Spider Baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spider Baby. He's in that. I don't know if you remember that. that. Oh, I you do. did? I do remember that. Yeah. It was really weird oh, and I man. didn't get it, but yeah. I liked it. It was just weird. There's nothing to get. It was just weird. Yeah. It was just weird. Yeah, there's nothing to get, really. It's just weirdness <laughs> for weirdness. So. Well, you read the back and you're like, this is a linear story. Awesome. Uh-huh. This is coherent. And then you watch, <laughs> you watch it, it and you're like, like, no, it ain't. No. <laughs> is that the one where she like bites off his ear and they keep it in a box? Did that happen in that movie? In the box is on Jesus. the piano. I, it's been two years I since is. I watched it. I think, I think you're right. For yeah. the show. 
but yeah, the girls are crazy. Everybody's crazy. Yeah, everybody's crazy. <laughs> Lon Chaney Jr., I think, was legitimately crazy by that point in his life. Yes, he, yes, he was crazy. He didn't have long to go after that. No, not really. Yeah, he killed all those brain cells that cared. Yeah, yeah. and his poor liver. Oh, man. Yeah, that's what they say anyhow. So, hmm. Ooh. Static. EVPs. Uh, yeah. Voices from the other side. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> what else have you watched? Was that? Was um, that, was I that think that's it? about it. So that means Jolian's going to tell us about some stuff that's going to blow your mind. Yeah, you've been watching B grade movies. Mm-hmm. I've gone further down the alphabet. Oh, Z no. grade. Uh, I'm offended. So, <laughs> you're offended already? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh no, 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 never mind. I'm, I'm just. You, you've still got good taste. Oh, thank you. Just, no, proceed. Uh, you're good. I, I have not. I've shucked off that. That shackle. Um, Island of Blood, 1982. This is directed by Bill Nord, a.k.a. Whodunit. Whodunit? The movie is a.k.a. Whodunit, not oh. Bill Nord. Okay. Um, so this seems to be off a full-screen VHS. Um, this <laughs> oh, is... Oh, beautiful. It's kind of murky and underlit. Um, a film team goes to an island and they get knocked off by boiling, acid, chainsaw, knife coming up through the bed. Mm. Um, Classic. And it's got Michael Stroker from Dark Shadows in it, and it's very poorly done. Oh, sounds great. Yeah. Uh, proceeding downwards. Ooh. Uh, Beaks, 1987. Ooh, directed by Rene Cardona Jr. Beaks? Beaks. As in, Beaks. As, as in Bird Beaks? Beaks. Yes. Okay. Uh, I've not seen this, but. He uh, directed it, and he wrote the screenplay and produced it. Uh, this has got Christopher Atkins, Smile Buddy from The Blue Lagoon. Yeah. Uh, who I did, uh, I worked on a movie for. Uh, anyway, um, pigeons get shot by a sportsman for real outside of Madrid. Okay. Uh, reports of chicken attacks. <laughs> uh, hawk plucks out a man's eye. Um, some birds bring down planes and generally do various, uh, you know, pecky things to people. Mm-hmm. And this goes on for about an hour and a half. Ooh, wow. sounds like an award winner. Yeah. <laughs> 1987 mm-hmm. seems kind of late for animal rampage movie. Yeah, is that mm-hmm. just off-brand The Birds? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. We watched that one in school once. Oh, that's a classic. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, this is terrible. Okay, good to know. Uh, Kung Fu Zombie. Ooh, sounds good. 1981. Hua Yihong. Um, this uses music from uh, Ennio Morricone, oh. specifically uh, Exorcist Two. Okay. Wow. Uh, as well as the score of John Barry's uh, Moonraker. Uh, this is a story about uh, Jiangxi. Have you seen a lot of Jiangxi movies over the no. years? Um, so Jiangxi are a, a Chinese-style vampires, and they uh, they they're generally portrayed as like Mandarin officials from the Qing Dynasty, and they they hop, they hold their arms out. Jiangxi literally means a stiff corpse, so they can't move very well, but they hop along. And generally, the, the these movies you get like a uh, a Taoist priest whose job it is to lead a bunch of these Jiangxi hopping back to their hometown to be buried. And things always get out of control because he's usually got some stupid assistants and <laughs> or, or some enemy and uh, things get crazy. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is one of those. Uh, it's, you know, it's about mid-range for those. It's got Billy Chong in it. Um, I, I, I thought it was... You know, it's, 
it starts off well and ends pretty well, but the middle is just dire. Did you find this on Amazon Prime? Uh, I have or, this on DVD. Oh, you have DVD. this? You bought this? Oh, yes. I've got, got a set of uh, Kung Fu Zombie films. A Do set. you have one of those? No, I don't. No, okay. Well, uh, Christmas is coming. Uh, <laughs> the Fury from 1978, Brian De Palma. Have you seen Ooh, this one? No, I've not seen no, this one. I don't think so. Uh, so, that, so he directed Carrie. Have you seen that one? Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, 1978, this would be a couple of years after Carrie. Mm-hmm. Um, but before Scarface. So this is another psychic uh, power movie. Uh, this one's got uh, Kirk Douglas, uh, Amy Irving again, uh, Daryl Hannah in her debut. Um, and it feels like it's going to be a larger scale carry, but it kind of settles down, meanders a bit, um, kind of flabby. Uh, <laughs> at, at the end of it, my wife said, uh, I, I, was, I was confused there didn't seem to be a protagonist, you know, just like goes from character to character. Just roves around. Yeah. Um, it's got like a, slacker. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's got uh, Fiona Lewis, John Cassavetes, Charles Durning. Um, it's got uh, the scorers by John Williams. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a big glossy movie. Uh, it's just kind of kind of dull around the middle. Um, mm. uh, it's got uh, the indoor fairground at Old Chicago. Oh yeah, for you <clears throat> old Chicago people. Yeah, uh, and it's uh, pays off with a spectacular psychic and. Induced ending with effects by Rick Baker, Rob Bottin, and Greg Cannon. And Ooh. I will not tell you what happens, but. Wow. It, it, it's a biggie. <laughs> where, where do we find this? Uh, I, I think it was just turned up on cable. Interesting. Uh, I, I saw it ages ago, and so we, I watched it again with Emily. Oh, cool. Uh, another kung fu movie called The Duel, 1971. Uh, classic Chang Che. Starring Tai Lung and uh, David Chang. They're always good together. Uh, David Chang was the hero in um, Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. Okay. Um, we all remember that one. <laughs> this one also uses John Barry music and uh, Strauss and uh, Akira Ifukube. Um, oh, with permission. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, certainly. Uh, Especially Strauss. It's all re- yeah. really well shot and choreographed. It's a great looking movie. Uh, enjoyed that one. Uh, all right. Trawling around Amazon again. Uh, Body Melt, 1993. Ooh, sounds good. Philip Brophy. Um, uh, this is uh, it's kind of like st- street trash sort of movie. Okay. I didn't like it as much. Uh, it's an Australian film. So residents of a Melbourne suburb turn out to be subjects for a chemical experiment. They get those they get these packages of like what's called a vitamin powder in the mail. Uh-huh. Try this out. But it's actually this like test Ooh. chemical. And uh, it's supposed to, uh, what they're trying to make, uh, you know, people healthier, but it's going horribly wrong and people start melting. Mm. Um, so it's got some really gross stuff in it and just uh, like um, gross Australian humour. Um, you know, a lot of people need melting. Yeah. So, you know, um, not against it. But as I said, I think better films in this kind of line are Street Trash, The Staff, Society, Shivers. I think they do a better job of taking like this nice middle class community and just wrecking it. Yeah. With goopy stuff. (laughs) Um, Blood Salvage, 1990. This is an American one. Uh, Tucker Johnson. Uh, You have a salvage yard surgeon and his, and, uh, his two sons. They run people off a rural road. And then they keep keep the uh, bits and pieces alive in their barn, 
Uh, mm. Amongst them, there's this Elvis impersonator. Um, like Hotel Hell. Uh, yeah, that's a, and this features uh, John Saxon and uh, Evander Holyfield. Wow. Wow. Um, there's a really obvious sound mic in one scene. Yeah, it's got, it's got a <laughs> million dollar movie. This is like a, it's, the microphone's got this bright yellow like uh, cover over it, mm-hmm. but it's just like poking down oh, into the top man. of the shot. Um, yeah, horrible chintzy '80s soundtrack. Um, yeah, I can't recommend that one really. No. <laughs> uh, Frightmare, nineteen eighty-one, uh, also known as the Horror Star. This is a uh, directed by Naughty Vane. Um, uh, you've got Ferdy Main as a is a Christopher Lee sort of star whose corpse is snatched by a horror film society. Okay. Uh, among them is uh, a very young uh, Jeffrey Coombs. No kidding. Uh, who's uh, before Reanimator? Yeah, and he's obviously not learned his lesson about snatching bodies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they bring this back to this mansion and uh, and hold a party, and then of course he he wakes up and takes revenge on them. Um, and it uses clips from this old uh, Christopher Lee vampire movie called uh, uh, Tempidori per i Vampiri, 1959. Um, most kills are pretty lame, except for Jeffrey Coombs, he gets a good one. Oh. Um, posters and masks supplied by Fori Ackerman. Of course. Hmm. The guy who started Famous Monsters magazine. Yeah. Yeah. There's There's a guy who was the original horror fan who said, hey, horror fans, I got a great idea. I'm going to start a magazine you can all enjoy. So yeah. he's that guy. He's the pioneer. He, he kind of started up uh, fandom in, yeah. in America. He, yeah, he made, from way back. he made fandom okay to do and accessible. And so he was, he was a good dude for that reason and did it for a lot of decades. So, yeah. Uh, my favorite title of the week was uh, Lunatic Frog Woman. Have you seen that one? Lunatic <laughs> Frog Woman. Wasn't that a cult song? I think so. <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> no, it was a weed strain. <laughs> that it is. Lunatic Frog Woman. I want to get an eighth of Lunatic Frog Woman. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, this is also known as Lady Piranha. Uh, <laughs> that was a Prince song. <laughs> that was. Also known as Virgin Commandos. And the original Chinese title translates as Scorching Sun Female Baby. <laughs> wow. Now that is a weed strain. Uh, Scorching Sun Female Baby. So this is from uh, 1982. This is, a, this is like a, an action movie. Turned out to be about uh, women who train as to be scuba divers so they, they can go on a mission. It had nothing to do with that word salad the that no, they used for a yeah, title. They're, they're, <laughs> so they it's printed as separate words, but it should be one word, frog woman. Frog woman, yes. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, so I was kind of disappointed that you didn't have like actual frog people. Yeah, yeah I would be too. Uh, it's in the title. But I was I was uh, happy to see uh, the the woman who trains them all is uh, played by Cheng Pei Pei, who is like uh, she's one of the original Hong Kong martial arts, modern martial art movie stars. She's yeah. yeah. awesome. Um, not not a good movie. Not a good movie. <laughs> uh, Surprisingly, you know, with a with a bunch of titles like that. Yeah, it, it's just like so. A bunch of uh, women break out of this. Um, Do you think more titles? The more titles, the worse the movie. Because <laughs> yeah. they're trying to hide it behind 
new titles. <laughs> Just add subtitles every I read, time. Uh, yeah. David Hemming's autobiography, and he said that about this movie, which was known by various titles, including Sabretooth Tiger, and <laughs> and there's a whole bunch of titles. But the the movie he was talking about was Deep Red. Oh, uh, really? And he, yeah, he said like it goes to show the more titles a movie has, the worse it is. And I thought. You don't know what you're I talking about. I can't be right. That's my favorite Argento movie. Yeah, yeah, Deep Red's an awesome film. Yeah, jerk. Um, anyway, uh, last one. Uh, the Beast with Five Fingers. This Ooh. is one of those uh, so movies about other... a crawling hand. You know, oh, like God. a hand gets separated and goes mm-hmm. around killing people. Yeah. Uh, this is from 1946. This is a really famous one. Um, it's probably the definitive one. Um, so this is directed by Robert Florey. You might remember that name. He was one of the directors who... He worked on the, the original Frankenstein, oh. the Universal film, yeah. uh, but he was replaced by um, James Well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also directed uh, Murders in the Room Org. Oh, good. The Bela Lugosi one. Um, this should have been called uh, Four Fingers and a Thumb, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm. The Beast with Four Fingers and a Thumb. Yeah. You don't have five fingers on one no. hand. Yeah. No. Uh, Would anyway. it be cream cure if it was five fingers and no thumb? <laughs> yeah. That thumb yeah. was replaced with a finger. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, it, some kind of inbred creature. Yeah, Ooh, but it's not yeah. a it's not an opposable finger. No, it's just another f- offshoot. Yeah, with, without a thumb. Um, you know what freak had that hand, and now yeah. it's been detached, and it's killing. Yeah, sure. It's a story as old as time, and uh. it's and it's a debate as 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 uh, as current as dog pants. Dog pants, you know. Pants. Yeah, dog pants is. Uh, I I think we answered it. I Again, think. my favorite weed strain. Yeah, dog <laughs> pants. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Anyway, I I felt like watching this because I injured my uh, drawing hand last weekend. Oh no! Uh, it's still a bit stiff. It's getting getting much better. But um, I had it had it in bandages the first half of the week. Ooh! To keep fireworks it, accident. Keep oh sure. <laughs> I've never touched a firework. Never. Really. Yeah, they had these like you know you have these like uh, ads which are like public information films in the seventies uh, when I was a little kid. They had these terrifying ones. <laughs> kids would blow their fingers off. The yeah, fireworks. they had these fireworks. Had, there's this one fireworks one that just freaked me out, and I've never touched a firework. Just no. It's not away. even like a sparkler. No. Why? Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I've tried to find it since because I want to see it again and kind of. Ooh, yeah, we should try to find that. Confront those. the trauma, but uh, I've never or been re- able to find that particular one. Or re-traumatize. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, it, you know, it, if something really scares me, I, I want to confront it. Yeah. Some people just want to stay away from it. Yeah. Which is probably more sensible, safer. <laughs> but uh, to get over it, I want to... Yeah. No, no, I get it. I, I understand that. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Beast of Five Fingers. Uh, this is uh, it's the centenary of the original story, uh, written by W.F. Harvey. And uh, the screenplay is written by Kurt Siobmack. He wrote a lot of the 40s, mm. uh, like The Wolfman and oh, okay. stuff like that. Um, the weakest part of this film is the script, actually. Oh. It's got a really good cast. Uh, Robert Alder, uh, Andrea King, Peter Laurie, oh. uh, J. Carol Nash, uh, music by Max Steiner. Uh, Peter Laurie... Uh, you might not know the name, but you've heard the voice because he's one of those character characters. He's got really distinctive voice, and it's used in cartoons to this day. Like you know, when there's a sinister or creepy sort of guy, they'll they'll do Peter Laurie, mm-hmm. Boris Karloff. Yeah. 
Or Bela Lugosi. Bela Lugosi. So you just <laughs> named all three of the uh, monster cereals from General Mills. <laughs> so Boo Berry is the voice of, uh, well, it's a person imitating uh, Peter Lorre. And, uh, of course, Frankenberry would be the Boris Karloff voice. And then, Those cereals are so good. Yeah. <laughs> I've got an unopened box of Frankenberry. <gasps> oh <my> Why? <laughs> because I didn't open it. <laughs> oh, is it I'm new? Not, or is well, it just you're it's, it's, you're saving it? It's from this past Unless October. It's retirement fund. Oh, well, no. Um, auction that. I made Rice Krispie treats, except oh. for instead of Rice Krispies, oh, I used yeah. Monster cereals. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. not the worst idea I ever. Came no. Up with. So Peter Laurie, though, yeah. This, this, yeah, so he was in some really great movies. Yeah, um, and uh, you know he's, he's done Hitchcock's and uh, Morty's yeah. Falcon and stuff. But yeah. this one, I think, is the one that a lot of the impressions come from because he's so high strung. He's mm. like. Within seconds, he'll go from like this quiet, normal voice to like wanting to strangle people. He's at someone's throat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think a lot of the impressions come from this one. Uh, he plays a secretary named Hillary Cummins. Oh. And uh, yeah, he's, he's chewing the scenery. Yep. Chewing the scenery. <laughs> um, uh, and the production looks good. This is like, uh, I think, the only Warner Brothers horror movie in the 40s. Um, uh, there's only one Death by Strangling, though. That's weird. Um, so if you're looking for a, you know, see lots of hand strangling action. Oh man, I'm it, always huh? looking uh, for that. Most of the special effects are really good. Um, uh, and Louis Bunuel uh, claims to have come up with the wandering hand idea. I would believe that. Um, he, he was one of Salvador Dali's buddies. So, on, you know. he's, he's definitely done his hand injury movies. Yeah. The one in uh, in Shen Andalou had the, the one with the ants coming out of it. Yeah, you don't want to see that, Ziggy. No, yeah. I don't then, like uh, hand business. And then no. he, he had a, another moving severed hand in uh, The Exterminating Angel hmm. in 1967. You know, I was restoring a poster of Invasion of the Saucer Men, and one of the, one of the things it mentions in the, in the little red flag, it sort of bullet points some stuff you'll see in this movie, one of them is a disembodied crawling hand. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even remember that. See, the hand that crawls. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. So, uh, Invasion of the Saucerman. Yeah. Saucerman. It crawls around. And yeah. it's got, the Saucerman. The, the aliens can detach their eyes and they, they put this eye on the back of the it's hand. Like those things you can put on your fingers that have little eyes. Yeah. yeah. Sure. That's probably where it comes you know, from. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't doubt it. It all comes from this movie. <laughs> and, and then it crawls around and then and when the hand catches up with people... Like the the nails injects injects alcohol into them, oh. so uh, when the police come along and they're they're asking the teens, and you just have this drunken teen, oh, those aliens, and the police don't believe them. See, oh, solid plan. Yeah, yeah, these aliens have it all sorted out. Those saucermen. Yeah, the saucermen. Okay, the craft. Yeah. Oh, all right. So yeah, let's talk about that thing for ten minutes and get out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> So Ziggy, when's yes. the first time you saw the craft? Uh, uh, I think sometime last year. Um, yeah. I wasn't super looking forward to see it. Looking for yes, I can do words. Um, but I I kind of liked it the first time I watched it. It wasn't my favorite, but I liked a lot of the elements and like the whole aesthetic. I don't know if that's because I'm a 21st century teen. So but, were, you, were you looking at it going, oh, this is just like me and my friends? Sort of, except like without the, the levitating? witchcraft and the like, <laughs> yeah. 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 We had it back then. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it just went away. 
Yeah, I really liked the movie. Um, and then I watched it again, and I liked it more. Um, so it improved yeah. on the rewatch? Yes. Cool. Yeah, I believe this one, um, this would have been during college for me, and I probably went and saw it or caught it first round on the rentals. Because, you know, I would watch pretty much anything that promised to be something I would watch and like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if something was like, hey, here's stuff you like. I'd be like, no, Twilight, I don't think so. But in this case, you know, I was like, I don't know, some teens doing some witchy stuff. That, that could, and it looks pretty like they go deep with it. Why not? And yeah. So you watch this on DVD or? No, on... you suggested some random website. No, no, but I mean the first oh, time you saw Netflix. it. Oh, Netflix. Netflix, okay. So you didn't have to watch it on a VHS. Mm -mm. Good. Okay. Yeah, it was on Netflix. That would have been the tail end of getting stuff on VHS anyway. 96, 97? Yeah, 96. You'd get this on VHS. Yeah, but it was like there was only a year or two left, maybe. Yeah. Like discs didn't kick in until the 2000. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it kind of became more common around 2000, 2001. So, um, so what, were your, what were your thoughts on the... The production of the thing, like the look of it, the special effects. How did you feel about all that when you saw it? Um, I really liked it. I think that the, my favorite part was the acting on Nancy's behalf. Oh, sure. It was done so well. <laughs> yeah. Um, that I just loved that, and I think she kind of made the whole thing. Because without it, her being so like so much of an extreme character, oh, yeah. their sister, I was kind of like, eh. Um, yeah, and then the the one scene I had a problem with, like, effects-wise, was when um, when they're all coming for her at the end, mm -hmm. and she looks around, and it's just all snakes. Oh, yeah. You can definitely tell that a lot of those snakes are, like, not moving. Yeah, but the bunch of them are. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote myself a, a, a bunch of notes while I was watching it, mm -hmm. and one of the things I said... I was going to write, oh, wow, I wonder what, the, what it was like for the snake wrangler, but it was like there were snakes... And there were other creatures, and there were maggots, and there was like all kinds of things mm -hmm. that needed wrangled, and, yeah. and yeah. not harmed in the making of this movie, which I hope they didn't harm anything. But I mean, I'm not that worried maggots. about maggots. I, yeah. mean, I don't really care. What cockroaches. Are yeah, cockroaches. It's like yeah, I'm mm -hmm. not really worried about them so much either. Shut it down. A cockroach got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want someone setting them on fire. But if some of them get away or accidentally stepped on them, I'm not so worried about it. We're talking about actors here, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to set them on fire if the scene doesn't require it. Right. <laughs> I don't really want them stepped on. Or... Right. But, you know, you got, you got ice packs and you got buckets of water yeah. for this very reason. And contracts. Sure, sure. You get paid extra if someone steps on you or crush, yeah. sets you on fire. So yeah, I uh, figured that a number of the creatures were effects, but a lot of them also seemed to be wrangled. Yeah. They needed to be um, effects. Oh, the walking on water bit. I was just kind of like, okay. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, well, right. my question was, how did she get out there in the first place? That's a great question. There's... She walked out there. They, and then walked back for uh -huh. dramatic effect. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they, I mean... Oh, they, I gotta stroll back. To wake up, they're waking far. up. Kids go. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think they felt compelled to explain everything that wasn't mm -hmm. gonna just really stand out as unexplained in the plot. Yeah. I thought they just kind of figured, you know what, just, you know, just hand wave that away and, and the, the audience for this isn't gonna care. You know, you might, 
you might care when you've watched it a second and third time, but maybe not, you know, at first look. Yeah. And that's how a lot of these movies, it's like, hey, as long as the check clears, we don't care. And I think that did happen. Um, so the concept came from a collaboration between Douglas Wick, who wanted to create a film about high school experience uh, blended with witchcraft. And uh, what did they say? Uh, uh, screen who is the other person? Yes. Yeah, um, between him and uh, Peter uh, Fial. What is because I'd like to think one of them brought the teen part and yeah. the other one brought the witches. And then I was like, going to do a movie about teens. I was going to do a movie about witches. What if we combine the two? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Peter Fiardi was the name of the guy who, uh, who extensively researched the topic and uh, wrote the initial draft. The so, teen part. Yes. Yes. He, he, he studied teens. Uh, he ended up on a lot of watch lists. <laughs> yeah. He went to high school as like a 42-year-old trying to blend in. Oh, I'm a student. Hello, fellow students. He was, he was yeah. that short kid with the long hair. With the long hair, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so, it said, <laughs> so it goes on to say that they, they considered uh, 80, what was it, 85 different actresses to do the, main, the four main roles, mm-hmm. which included Angelina Jolie, Alicia Silverstone, Rachel True. They were and, just throwing names out. And real-life Wiccan Feruza Balk. So, uh, you know, the reason that she really works in this thing is because she's got that kind of crazy look. Yeah. And can really emote and, uh, you know, just the, the physical features. But also that she kind of is invested in this. So I found that really interesting. Um, so Nev Campbell had been in a TV series called Party of Five. So I think they kind of figured she's got... A built-in audience coming to this movie for her mm-hmm. so that was something that they were uh considering and then uh they did want to put um they did want to put somebody of color in there for the racist subplot to kind of work because mm-hmm. they figured well how else are we going to make these wouldn't work if they <laughs> cast a white actress <laughs> yeah. yeah look at you you're not white enough you really want to know why yeah. you're white yeah <laughs> Hey, Whitey, uh. what are you doing in our all-white school? You're not white enough. But, yeah. um, but what, they're, you know, what they're doing here, of course, is they're taking Marsha Brady, <laughs> the girl who plays the, the, the reboot of The Brady Bunch. Yes, uh, Ben Stiller's wife. Yeah, who goes on to be in Zoolander. And, uh, and I find most funny is she's in Arrested Development, as a Sitwell, who is a uh, both the dad and her have uh, alopecia or or something, so they don't have any hair. Uh-huh. But she loses her hair in this movie, so I like to think that it's this a foreshadowing. Is, yeah, or or it was uh, it was that same character. That's how she lost her hair. She, she's a meth- method actor. That's what yeah. he says. Yeah. So um, so when this movie opens, we we're not sure what's going on, but. But we see L.A. We, we see the L.A. airport, LAX. Wait, can we back up a little bit? Yeah. Because right off the bat, we get a, uh, a whole video package that somebody bought. It's got like a fire explosion oh, and yeah. some zipping okay. through the clouds and the letters form. It's, yeah. Yeah, a whole montage it is too. mid-90s fantastic. Yeah. Then you go into Tomorrow Never Knows. Yeah. Yes. Now, that's... The Not s- sung by the Beatles. No, right. like uh, half the soundtrack is... Music by British bands covered by American and Canadian 
<laughs> so the corrected versions. <laughs> oh, yes, oh, this one's yes. uh, tomorrow never knows as covered by Our Lady Peace. Yeah, done by some people called the Beatles. Yeah. Yes, that some people may have heard of. I actually hung got out. really excited when we heard the start of this song, and then realized this is not John Lennon singing. I hung out with Our Lady Peace once. Oh, really? Yeah, they were really you nice. Say you hung out with the Beatles. Um, not yet. Three of them. Well, anyway, yeah, that ain't happening. Two of them. Um, so the the soundtrack does kind of get shoehorned in here and there, doesn't it? Yeah. It kind of insists on itself. It just shows up and you're like, oh, God, that was just sort of like dropped in there, wasn't it? Not only that, I found that they would uh, they drop in a song and then they, they wouldn't give any time between that song and the next song. Yeah. They're like, okay, I guess they'd cut like part of the previous song out and then put it in another song. Well, it's no small blessing that new metal that's spelled N-U. No, new With metal wasn't really. Umlauts. Yeah, the umlauts over it. Um, that that really wasn't in full stride yet. It was kind of not yet. It was kind of becoming a thing, but this would have been like unbearable had that been the case. I thought the uh, Portis Head track was used quite well. I did. Yeah. I did actually make a note of that. Um, <laughs> the Portis Head song really works for me. <laughs> that was right after the Sharks, wasn't it? Not right after the Sharks, but it was. It's when uh, she goes out on an actual date with the. Um, Ski ski character yeah, yeah. and runs away from him. Chris, I believe, is his name. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has a name. It's Chris. Ski ski. Chris. Yeah. So yeah, the the soundtrack is very assertive, but um, uh, but you do see um, LAX and rain, which I guess doesn't happen that much in LA, and then a snake. Yeah, and there's a snake, and then there's a man with a snake. Yeah, homeless guy with a snake. Yeah, mm-hmm. you see a snake kind of incidentally, then you see. The homeless guy insisting on and hey, that man dies. He yes. does. He does. Um, they didn't have the good bus hitting technology, like the speeding car hitting technology, developed yet, because mm-hmm. that's so conspicuous. And you've seen it in uh, like Final Destination movies, mm-hmm. where somebody's like, "Hey, blah blah blah, I'm walking down the street telling you what I." Yeah. <laughs> they just get hit out of the frame mm-hmm. like so suddenly, and it looks real by a silent bus. Yes. Yes. Well, they couldn't it, hear yeah, or see yeah. out of their corner of their eye or no, anything. Not that big bus. Yeah. yeah so. it's, well, they're hybrid buses. They're like a Prius. Mm-hmm. Bus. <laughs> yeah, it's a smart car. Yeah, Priuses are creepy quiet. I guess. Yeah. So anyway, it's um, how they get away in the sequel to The Quiet Place. So you drive under five miles per hour, and the car's silent. Yeah. You just, and then the things can't get them. Yeah. It's how you do a really effective drive-by, but it has to be very slow. Mm, <laughs> so not effective at all. <laughs> I guess not. There, there's there's a a really old uh, car called the Silver Ghost, which is yeah, uh, that was just so quiet. It kept hitting people because <laughs> wow, no idea was coming. <laughs> right. Well, it earned its name. It just came mm-hmm. out of nowhere like a ghost. Um, taxi cabs. It's like, hey, remember taxi cabs? Mm-hmm. Like that's how you got a car back then, like from to pick you up and take you places. Not yeah. a ghost car. No. What the hell are we talking about? <laughs> um, the craft. So th- this is the this is the the beginning of this. Where what is going on? Why is this woman this this young woman showing up at this place? What's going on? It turns out they had to leave San Francisco and come to L.A. because 
reasons i forget yeah reasons something to do it was with. slightly cheaper to live in la uh, maybe yeah no, just it's slightly a really nice house. He's, well he's remarried isn't he i think so because the mom died giving birth um, to her so that was a long mm-hmm. time that was a long time ago yeah. i don't know but when they walk into the house it's all like dilapidated and like the ceiling is leaking and they're all surprised but also it's a two-floor house i don't know how how's it leaking that much, leaking that much. yeah go shut but off then the bathtub later when she's in the house it's like fully refurbished mm-hmm. like yeah. they went on some hgtv something to get that done <laughs> they did it in, some twin brothers came in and did it yeah. in the weekend. <laughs> They're like, hey, well, I got a great idea for this. And they just, you know, got snakes. it. Snakes. <laughs> Everywhere snakes. Yeah. Maybe some roaches. I think if we filled that grate with maggots, it'd be perfect. <laughs> that would work out nicely. Yeah, that's an interior decorator that doesn't keep their job. No. <laughs> yeah, just like snakes everywhere. Snakes, snakes, snakes. Yeah. So, yeah, that kicks it off in style, doesn't it? Um, then we we see uh, the young woman head to school and uh, we see the the, Catholic school a Catholic school although nobody seems that invested in being Catholic at this school which is probably true of most Catholic schools (laughs) I was going to say so a Catholic school (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um, my dad uh, once said to us uh, I didn't send you guys to Catholic school because I I, couldn't afford it because I went oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah they they had uh I'll tell you one funny thing that uh, Father Dunn would do if he caught kids scrapping in the schoolyard. He'd grab them by the back of the neck and bring them over to the elevator, and they would have to each take a ride in the elevator with boxing gloves, and he'd beat the shit out of them with boxing gloves. Oh, man. Oh, Oh, you think you're tough. Get in the elevator. Let's go. And they'd have to ride up two or three floors and maybe back down, and he'd kick their ass, and they'd know what it was like to really get punched. Wow. Yeah. Why the elevator? Because you couldn't get away from him. Oh, I guess so. Confined space. Because he could stop it between floors. Take his time. (laughs) This was back in the days when you had a guy who was like running the elevator for you. It must have been really awkward. Oh, yeah. (laughs) guy with a little hat. Yeah, the bellboy. Yeah. He just has the gloves on hand. You just have to stand in the corner and face it. Yeah. They've got a special compartment in the wall where there's a couple pairs of boxing gloves. Yeah. Is this your floor, sir? No, no. Yeah. Keep going. So so what is the deal with um, Catholic schools with the uniforms, though? I mean... They're just into that. Yeah. I, th- I think it's a fetish. They're into nuns. Yeah. Like, They're into uh, uniforms. No, I think whoever comes up with the idea of these uniforms, it's just their fetish. Because I... Oh, I you see. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like I don't think I don't I don't think there's a, a re- but wouldn't somebody have had to come up with those before the fetish in order to the fetish to that's true I don't come about it's like what came first the chicken or the egg it's like the yeah skirt what or the came fetish. first the schoolgirl fetish or the fetish it's uh, the schoolgirl or the fetish what <laughs> the came skirt first? or the fetish yeah the skirt or the fetish yeah I don't know man it's it it it's uh, boggles the mind <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm just thinking that this isn't not a modest look. But maybe, no. but you know, maybe for the sake of the movie, though. I think for the movie, yeah, they make those skirts shorter than yeah, yeah. than they really are at Catholic school. Yeah, I would assume there's something. I don't know. I went there. to public school. So did I. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I worked to schools in in Japan, and and uh, they regulate you. You had to have this, you know, if you were a girl, you had to have a skirt, which went yeah. down to a certain yeah yeah they like did then yeah. school. to your knee or so and then of course as soon as they got out of school 
they hike them up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, just shows that the rules don't work on anything. The rules don't work. <laughs> Not on a damn thing. So uh, it, it just looks like any other, you know, jerk scene in, in a high school, just with uniforms. Yeah, yeah. Now, that one kid. Uh, the short one. He, well, yeah, hair. yeah. He, he, he looks especially jerky. But Skeet Ulrich looks like he took his dad's clothes and put them on. Yeah. I mean, the, basically, if he took his pants off, his polo shirt would act as a nice mini dress. <laughs> just saying. The new uniforms. Yeah. You just put a belt, like a little, yeah, like a little gold Long belt. As long as it's not four inches higher than the knee. Yeah. He can wear it to school. Yeah, I think I think his polo shirt came to about his knee. Yeah, there you go. He's okay. Yeah, and then he had a big giant jacket. I don't know what he was trying to do, but... I think he's just hiding that he wasn't in the same shape as the rest of the football team. Because like, there's that one scene where you see him oh, actually playing yeah. football and he's bad at it. And he's really covered up and he's got big baggy pants on. Oh, okay. And all the other guys are running around in the short sleeves and the shorts. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and in those days they might have had the crop top shirts still. I don't know. Like the half shirts. It's, you know, they, they, they did that for like uh, track practice or football practice or whatever. Yeah. And Johnny Depp's wearing one when he gets killed in... Uh, oh, wait, never mind. I can't tell you that. You haven't seen it yet. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. It's a, movie, it's a movie. It's a movie. And he's in it, and he gets killed in it, but I can't tell you what it is. Oh. Have... Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a pirate crop top. It's a yeah. pirate crop top. Yeah. And he gets scissored in half. He does. <laughs> by two narwhals. Mm-hmm. It's a weird scene. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. In an elevator. <laughs> yeah, so so the creepy little buddy though, why does he get away with all that abusive language in French class? I wondered that French too. French teachers creepy as well. Did, was the French Maybe that was just the teacher's way of reaching out to him. They're like, you know, like I know a, we could bond on the creepy I level. I know Jimmy there is a real pervert <laughs> yeah. in training and yeah. uh, we could bond over this. Yeah. That's probably you know, he's it. not really getting laid. No, he's I not. I mean, look at that hair. Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous, <laughs> like isn't it? Poor doofus. Yeah. Feel sorry for him. Yeah. And, you know, he, again, he's the size of a kid. Yeah. So he's, yeah, not much is happening for him. Um, oh, yeah, there's my note. Skeet must be wearing his dad's clothes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do that, though. I wear my dad's clothes. Yeah. Your dad's got some cool clothes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Ziggy's dad's a friend of mine. And, yeah. uh, you know. I've, I've printed some of the shirts that he wears sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Sarah is our main character. She meets the witches at school. Mm-hmm. And what do they what do they call what do they call uh, um, Nancy when she walks by? Scary bitch alert. I yeah. Think said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scary like bitch that. alert. Is she looking? Is she looking? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and she was she was given some scary looks. Yeah. Like she could really emote scary looks, mm-hmm. and she naturally has like that mouth. And those eyes. Yeah, I, that's crazy. Like, you know how in The Shining, he already looks crazy? <laughs> yeah. And it didn't really work for the story because of that? I think this had the like opposite effect. It was such a short trip from, crazy from Jack to Torrance, yeah. not crazy yet, to Jack Torrance crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a short drive. But I think in this one, it worked because she was like, you could kind of tell there was something like bad shit about her. Yeah. But then it just like got more intense. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, she just has a trashy home life, and she's acting out. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I I think the first time I watched it, I realized she was like really messed up when she went to the shark and was like, "It's beautiful." I was like, "That's a dead yeah, shark." It's a gift. Yeah. It's a gift. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I actually wrote a note. The the cost of calling the four corners is a bunch of sharks. It's a bunch of sharks. <laughs> That's what it costs. You yeah. Know? It's like, uh, could I, I got a bunch of dead sharks. Uh, how much for that car? Uh, we don't take dead sharks, sir. Um, so they're not, <laughs> they're not a method of payment. They're not currency. They're just dead sharks. Mm-hmm. They're not good for much. I mean, if they're still fresh, you could eat them. I mean, you could make shark fin soup. Sure you could. You could sell it to the Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. The Chinese like shark fin soup. Okay. And they pay top dollar for it. Yeah. yeah, they just cut off the fin and let the shark die. S- you know, slowly s- float to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, where suffocate. It, where it becomes food for other stuff. Apparently, other fish are like, "Oh, you're not so tough now, are you?" Huh? Yeah. Guess who's eating you? Um, yeah. So um, now here's a question, um, and and I I'll answer this myself in a moment. But uh, did you ever have anyone in high school? Um, who in the past tense yes <laughs> well it's summertime yeah yeah <laughs> and, and maybe it'll still happen if it hasn't yet did you have anybody in school uh, who claimed to have a supernatural experience or some sort of powers oh yeah wait yeah? you said you were going to answer first though. Do you no I said I, will, I said I will answer this myself later but oh. I want to hear your answer first um, yeah I go to an art school Mm-hmm. So, so everybody, yeah. So everybody's kind of already like the weirdos, Mister. Yep. <laughs> Which just yeah. Um, so I have a number of friends that are, you know, in touch with spirits and ghosts and do witchcrafty things. Mm-hmm. Um, with like, but it's like it's like it's like witchcraft and then like white girls buying amethyst. Yep. And they overlap. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, That'll happen. Mm-hmm. Do, do they buy Ouija boards and then say that significant yeah. things happened with them? Yeah, me and my friend oh, made course. one once, um, and it didn't work. Mm. So I need to fix it because we didn't get the letters down enough. Oh, okay. But, yeah, and then my school is supposedly haunted because we have a whole basement that's just dedicated to costumes mm-hmm. um, that's, and that's props. Gonna, that's going to be some creepy Scooby-Doo shit right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, like, our... Like, um, our theater's really weird. Like, our stage moves, and the tech kids talk about things moving by themselves all the time. And then there's, like, a big spiral staircase that goes to the above part, and it links to all the classrooms. So, yeah. My school's one big theater, in case you you didn't know. Yeah, I kind of gathered that. Mm -hmm. Um, I I had somebody tell me that uh, it was a third-person thing, though. Um, somebody told me that this guy we knew who was really into reading about Aleister Crowley and all this other stuff, that he and some other guys had done a spell to sort of transport themselves to some other place and that it didn't work for him, but it worked for the other two guys and they vanished and that their naked dead bodies appeared in like a target in like Minnesota or something. That's crazy. And I was like, oh, that's a great story if it were true, but I bet it ain't. But years later, I I actually I told. Found out, yes, it was true. I, I told it was the shock. walked into a Target store, and then they were. There were these naked bloody. <laughs> they were covered in ectoplasm, and 
it's like and like the ball things where you they keep all like the bouncy balls. Yeah, yeah they fell in there the ball. There are two corpses in there. In the ball. This often happens. Slaying in You'll one of like, full, the beds. Pulling out a ball and then, oh, there's a corpsey hand that <laughs> just flops out. Flops out. <laughs> yeah. So I have this... you seen people jump into those though? They just go right through. Oh yeah, oh. You, you, to- you totally would. Um, I did ask this guy years later. Not that did this happen. I said, did you ever say that this happened? I'm guessing it didn't, but did you ever say it did? And he goes, I've never even heard that story. <laughs> oh, nice. So this other person just made it up mm. from scratch. Okay. But, you know. Bad improv skills. Yeah. I also heard stories about... As far about, as you know. Yeah. Da, da, da. Well, I heard stories about stuff I did that I didn't do. So, you know, I know the, how well that works. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Jolien, anybody you know that uh, ever claimed... Teleported into a target? <laughs> nude and dead? No, all of the uh, fantasy stories at school were about people's sexual prowess. Of course. Oh, yeah. 100% fiction. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's typically the case. Yeah, I don't remember any supernatural stories from... Well, how about your own experience at that coffee shop? I don't know if Ziggy ever... Oh, yeah, that was a mundane X-File or whatever I call it. (laughs) The mundane Twilight Zone. It was, but yeah. Ziggy, I don't know if you've heard this story, but not. Will, please tell it. Okay. Uh, we went to a coffee shop in Santa Fe, and um, we were sitting there with our coffee. The lady was away from the counter, the, the owner, the barista, or whatever, and I saw a croissant fly off the plate. She was nowhere near it. We were nowhere near it. It flew off about six feet into the, into the dining room. And I was like, that thing just flew. And she said, oh, yeah, someone came to my door last night and knocked on the door. But I can see under the door and there was no one there. And it was like, okay. So just put the croissant back. But I'm like, it's such a mundane thing. A croissant flew across the room. Maybe it was like a ghost practicing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's not exactly like. It's kind of boring. It's not not flipping tables (laughs) yet. I don't think moving things is like. From another realm is an exact science. Maybe got to start probably. small. It's probably like really tough. Smack a croissant. <laughs> it finally worked. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, <laughs> the ghost like moon walks away. Sorry, I was just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd give someone a high five if they could see me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so the witches go shoplifting. The, yes. There's, there's another from a witch store. Yeah. From the yeah. witch store. That's just. It seems treacherous to me. It does. Don't shoplift from witches. And no. the witch knew the like, yeah. lady. Yeah, you know the saying, shoplifting witches get stitches. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Just saying. Words to live by. Right? Yeah. Although if you do have witchcraft, shoplifting would be one of the first things I'd try. Yeah. Well, once they learn like the glamour thing. Yeah. Like... That would be, for me, the, like, spell or whatever. That would be like, yes, this is the golden ticket. Let's go ruin some lives. Yeah. Let's go ruin <laughs> some lives. <laughs> like, just to screw with people. I think that would be hilarious. That's what it says yeah. <laughs> I just think that that would, for me, would be, like, the big thing. I'd be like, let's go have some fun with this. Yeah. But. So what would you do with invisibility? Just rob a bank and then just be invisible with a lot of money? <laughs> How do you get out of the bank invisible? I, I mean, does know. the money float past the person? Yeah. I mean, you still have a voice, <laughs> a right? a sack with a dollar sign on it? 
Yeah. Yeah. The only way I'm ever robbing a bank is if I have the, the canvas sack with a dollar sign on it. I thought you know, printing what those you up do, would be you, pretty good. You wear your raincoat with a collar turned up and your hat mm. and your glasses mm-hmm. and your scarf. Yeah. Uh, and, and no pants. Gloves. No, <laughs> pants, shoes. Pants optional. <laughs> slip off shoes. Yeah. You go in, you rob it. Oh, and then I see. You leave with your sacks with swag written on them. And when you get to the alley, you take everything off and just scarp it with the sack. And... Yeah. What would happen if you ate the money? Well, this is one of the questions of an Invisible Man stories because... Oh um, Wait, this is like an established question. Yeah, yeah, yeah because it actually uh, is. Th- there are actually really good Invisible Man stories. Like there's the original Invisible Man novel by H.G. Wells. And there's a really good one called uh, Memoirs of an Invisible Man by H.F. Saint. And, they, and they're all about the experience of dealing with your invisibility so uh uh you uh i think both of them whatever they ingest after uh, after it's been digested a little it disappears but before that you can see the trace huh. of it so you'd have to digest very fast yeah. yeah and if you don't like looking at chewed food this is Ooh, not the story for you yeah. <laughs> yeah invisibility i mean pretty much uh you've got spying and you've got stealing stuff I mean, if you're, if you're going to abuse the power. Mm-hmm. I read an article once about, like, how what superpower someone chooses, like, reveals something deep about them. Probably. And it was, like, teleporting. It was, like, you're insecure about your status in life. And then for invisibility, it was just, like, maybe you're kind of a pervert. Yeah. Maybe you're kind of a pervert. <laughs> you're a pervert and a thief. Some combination of those two yeah. things. Well, yeah. Teleporting would be... Uh, you're poor and you can't afford to fly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You can't be bothered with all the stupid tortures they put you through. Yeah, exactly. And plenty of people work for airlines and they fly for free, so it's a like a, a low-rent version of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, you have to fly standby. Mm. And th- they oversell every single flight. This is a little little known secret. No, it's, a, whistle. it's, a, it's a well-known secret. The airlines oversell every single flight because they figured out these stats on how many people typically don't show up. Mm. So they figure we're going to hit the mark. It's going to be right on the money every time if we oversell them. So there's no empty seats left ever, any time. Yeah, but then you get those people who are extra yeah. passengers and then they get beaten up and dragged off in front of everyone. That's right. No, the big hook just comes out and grabs them <laughs> yeah. and pulls them off. <laughs> um. Yeah, okay, see, the jerk from French class, size of a nine-year-old, Marsha Brady. Um, actually, she says the word Negroid. What the hell? She does. Yeah. She does do that. I mean, what kind of weird... Out of nowhere, too. Like, racist encyclopedia, ancient history of being a racist. Well, Rochelle gets her to say exactly why she hates her. Mm-hmm. Why did she, why did she say she hated her? She, she, she's, she like confronts her and she goes, look, why, why do you hate me? You know, what, mm-hmm. I really want to know. I forget the answer. What did she say? She that. says, because that. I hate. Oh, oh, just because of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you, I thought you meant why did you the... really want to know why? Cause you're white. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we do, we do glimpse Nancy's white trash home life mm-hmm. and, uh, it's never, it's never creepy enough to have the dad be creepy, so they always have to have the mom's boyfriend or or the stepdad. Is, yeah, is always like the super creepy. And then they had to throw in that line where he's like, "I'm not related to her." Yeah. Ew, 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 ew. And in uh, the remake of Halloween, uh, 
what's his name? Forsyth. Wait, does two, three, or two, two? Or... Rob Zombie. Mm. Rob Zombie. So uh, when they show the home life. One, two. One, two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, the older sister of Michael Myers is there, and the stepdad or mom's boyfriend just says something trashy and awful about her, too. It was, it was pretty bad. So that I think that's a trope for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's a total trope. Yeah. Well, like we can't it's ignore. Been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we could trace it back. Yeah. Where's the first creeper stepdad in a movie? <laughs> I think it was a Bogart movie in the uh, late 40s. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I was kind of interested. Um, the uh, the wine that they used for the blood ceremony was Ariel wine, Ariel. I was like, I should look that up and see if that's a real wine. Is it? Because yeah, I don't know. I didn't look it up. You yet. didn't look <laughs> it up. Then why don't you bring it up? Well, just you so teased us with nothing. So I could remind myself. Oh, to I'm, look it up later. Yeah, when I'm editing this. Mm. Oh, and you can put it in. Yeah. <clears throat> and where you can buy Ariel wine. Yeah, I mean, I can look it up now, but it's kind of noisy to look things up. So um, the uh, yeah, the line we get we we do get the line we are the weirdos, Mister. And that's become sort of a thing now. Mm-hmm. Like you will see that on uh, like people make stuff and sell it at conventions and you'll see that like a picture of the characters and you'll see that in text underneath it on a sticker or a patch or something. So yeah, yeah it's a thing now. Yeah. Never a picture of the bus driver saying, be careful of those weirdos. Right. <laughs> the... I feel like if your bus driver says that he is kind of a weirdo. Like yeah. just... if you're driving teens around in a bus, you're probably a weirdo. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Someone's got to do it. If you drive a school bus. <laughs> if you drive just... a bus, you're probably a weirdo. If you drive a school bus full of teenagers and you don't work for the school, you are definitely oh, well. a weirdo. <laughs> don't get on that bus, kids. Yeah. It's like an Uber, except for, for no. 42 people. So a party bus. Yeah. I guess that would be true. You think party bus drivers are weirdos? I've uh, never been on a party bus. Most definitely. I've never been on a party bus either. But uh, I've been on some shuttle buses. <laughs> I've partied on some shuttle buses. Yeah. <laughs> they kick you off after well, a while. Yeah, they typically do. If you don't offer the uh, the driver a drink, yeah. he gets pretty upset. That's the truth. So the special effects, back to that. Um, Jolien, how did those work for you? Uh, mostly great. Uh, Tony Gardner. Yeah. Uh, he, he also worked on Army of Darkness mm-hmm. and uh, the Blob remake, and uh, he did the Daft Punk. Oh, yeah. Robots. Didn't know that, but that's Heads. cool. Um, yeah, the Blob stuff is amazing. Yeah, I thought most of the effects were really good, like the, the hair changing color. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was the really burst sweet. effect I've seen. Really? Okay. Yes, it looked really, really uh, kind of fuzzy. Yeah. Like uh, staticky. Really? Like you could huh. tell that they were using, at least on the version I watched, hmm. uh, I paid $4 to watch the high def version. Okay. And it looked very staticky and like she had put on a green wig. Oh. So they could do that. It looked transform. good on the on, one I watched as like some cropped yeah. version. It looks really Trans- bad in high it def. soft. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So high def reveals well, I some thought sense. that it. it did not hold up the other stuff like the walking on the water didn't really bother me there were when they floated in the room that looked a little yeah oh, when they burst fun. yeah when they burst through the windows I, I would say that's that's my 
probably yeah, when, favorite when, look. when they went too big with the effects it didn't work for me yeah but when it was just like small stuff that it, it's not focusing on but you know you you're seeing shadows change just mm-hmm. as someone mm-hmm. passes them or something like, like yeah, the mirror that things that it did yeah 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 how about the um light as a feather stiff as a board thing so me and my friends have tried that i was gonna ask you <laughs> duh and i don't know i think one of my friends kind of chickened out before we could like get anywhere because i guess four girls chanting was just creepy so yeah it reads creepy yeah so i don't know if it works or not okay probably gonna try that again you should um just you know do a disclaimer at first like hey the chanting is gonna sound creepy it's not let's do this thing let's make it happen mm-hmm. i don't know the physics of something like that do you think it would be uh do you think it would be possible for just four people to pick a fifth person up with just their fingertips no no it's magic yeah it's been proven mm-hmm. <laughs> have you seen the videos where people start doing it and then the person like flies around the room oh uh, i'm sure those uh-huh. are real magic it's yeah. magic yeah i'm so happy when this scene happens in this movie because it's a joke i always make that that's the first thing they would do is light as a feather stiff as a board because that's like yeah, it's the most. It's, it's the most junior high, junior high thing I can think of that yeah. a group of junior high girls would do. Yeah, because I remember it, it being would, in junior high and junior high girls talking about things like that. That and Bloody Mary would be the first two oh, things man. they would do. Yeah, Bloody Mary was even earlier. Yeah, I was the only one who thing. would go in. And I don't. Yes, it is still a thing. Um, I think it's it's a it's changed a little bit. Is it Candyman now. I don't know what that is. Okay. It? You don't know what Candyman is? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. We're, we're watching that. <laughs> oh, no. Save that one. It's from about a year... You say Candyman in the mirror three times, Sammy Davis Jr. shows up and sings you a song. <laughs> I'm going to try that. Who's he? <laughs> what? You go, who's, who's he? Who's he? Yeah. <laughs> There's a strange man in my mirror singing at me. <laughs> he's really good, though. He's kind of winking. Man, he's on. He's kind of winking. He's always yeah. on. Yeah. What happened was he was driving a Cadillac that had some sort of a finial. On oh, I don't like. Nope. Ooh, oh, did he oh, lose oh. his eye like that? Yeah. Uh, oh man. Uh, yep. uh, not a fan. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was finger it, trauma with you. Yes, and and eye trauma for yeah. everybody. Okay, I don't think okay. anybody likes eye trauma. Eye trauma. My yeah. favorite quote from him is uh, he was playing golf and someone asked him what his handicap was and he says, "I'm a one-eyed black Jew." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he converted. But, uh, yeah, so Sammy Davis Jr. He'll appear in your mirror if you yeah. say Candyman three times. Good to know. He had a hit song called Candyman, but it has nothing to do with the movie. Okay. All right. Thanks. Noted. And uh, I don't want to Bloody re- Mary. Bloody Mary. Now, here's, here's a couple of things that I have to ask. Why have, why have uh, certain um, horror icons like that not been properly addressed. There's never been a good Bloody Mary movie. They did some version of it in The Candyman. What do you do with her, though? I, you have some people go in and say what? Bloody Mary three times on the dark to a mirror, and then she appears and kills you. I mean, do you do that for 90 minutes? Yeah, I mean, as, as an individual scene, it works, because like, uh, they did one in, in uh, one of the paranormal activity films that was pretty scary oh, yeah did, did they they use yeah. bloody mary in one of them uh, i don't know if it was specifically bloody mary but it's something very close to that okay so yeah they could use that uh, one scene but it, it kind of mm-hmm. becomes kind of hard to write a whole movie around it yeah they, they definitely have but i've not watched them hmm. um so 
I've seen, okay, Supernatural, the TV show, which is not <laughs> horror at all. Um, but there was an episode where they did Bloody Mary, and it was really scary for me, actually, but the whole thing was that, like, this girl died in front of a mirror, and then she was stuck, like, in mirrors, and she would, like, go through, and then, like, if it was said anywhere, anybody in the general vicinity could die, but it was, like, only people that, like, felt guilty about something, because, like, that's, she died in some weird, murderous way, where, you know, she had wrongs to right. Um, yeah, and that was really scary because it was also, like, any reflective surface they showed her mm-hmm. in. And that was a whole, like, episode, but it wasn't a movie. Um, yeah. But I thought they did that well. It was, like, the third or fourth episode of this, like, the first season, too. Oh, okay. It's, like, the first thing that they did. Hmm. Yeah, there's a good, uh, there's a good hitchhiking ghost story out of, um, my area of Chicago, uh, called Resurrection Mary. And the thing is, she will hitch a ride, and the person who picks her up will talk to her for a couple minutes, and mm-hmm. then she will vanish right as they get yeah. by the cemetery. They also did that in Supernatural oh. in season one. Yeah, that, so that, that happens on uh, Archer Avenue on the south side of Chicago, uh, and it is Resurrection Cemetery. And there are some people who claim that they've been able to deduce who the original girl who died in a car accident was. She was on her way to, to or from a, a dance at some ballroom somewhere. And it was in the 20s or 30s or something. So it was a long time ago, but uh, yeah, people are like, oh, well, we've been able to narrow it down and figure it out, and it's this girl with this last name. Hmm. And uh, none of that matters because uh, it's a ghost story. Do you and think it'll be updated for Uber? Yeah, yeah, she'll... Lift, like, you'll get a message, you, oh, you drive over there, and there's nobody there. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, spooky. Yeah. It's, you it, get a message, it's, like, for only one passenger, and you pull up, and there are two. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. So is is uh, Uber going to make hitchhiking go away? I never thought of that. Like, short... I think short... all the murders made hitchhiking go away. <laughs> that could be it. <laughs> the so, fact that it was terribly unsafe at some point. Yeah, I, I did. Although I don't think it really ever was. I had a friend who hitchhiked across the country, just her and a big dog. Oh, man. Yeah. And th- that worked out okay? It worked out fine. Good. As far as I know, she wasn't a ghost or anything. No. The she dog did. was. Yeah. The dog was. The dog was a ghost, but yeah. maybe that helped her on the hitchhiking. Yeah. You know, having a big happy dog with you, sure. Is there ever a ghost driver story? Like yes. I got picked up and then he drove me to wherever and disappeared and the car was so out of control. All my ghost story content comes from Summer Camp and Supernatural. So okay. Supernatural nice. Part 2, 3. Um, they have this one where it's like Route 666. It's like the name of the episode. And um, there's like a, it's like a ghost driver in a big pickup and somewhere in the south because um, someone died of a hate crime being run off the road, so now people, like, walking home are being run off the road, and they gotta, like, stop the ghost. So they, like, burn the car, but that doesn't work because it's a car. So I don't remember how they actually do it. Hmm. Hmm. I think it's, so, like, yeah. dice in the car. Oh, okay. Or, like, hang. Gotcha. Yeah. I had a guy who I was pretty sure was the 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 stereotypical devil mm. uh, that picked me up. He was driving, and, and I couldn't make this shit up. Um, I was hitchhiking outside of Sandpoint, Idaho, into Sandpoint, 
you know, to go to my restaurant job. And this gold car, this big muscle car pulls over and I see the little decal on it and it's a Dodge Demon because the, the decal had a devil with a pitchfork and the pitchfork makes the M of mm. the word demon. And it's like, oh, demon, wow, okay, I know what this is. It's got a, you know, a 318, you know, big V8 motor in it. And uh, this guy with a distinct widow's peak, and he's dressed kind of 1950s. He's got the jeans, the motorcycle boots, and the, no shit, the pack of smokes rolled up in his sleeve <laughs> of his white T-shirt. And he's smoking like a filterless camel cigarette. And... Uh, I like run up, open the door, get in. Hey, thanks for stopping. He's like, eh. You know, he just doesn't even, he just kind of grunts. He doesn't say anything. Starts driving and he's ashing the cigarette rather than taking it out of his mouth and flicking it out the window. He blows a breath past it. So he holds it in his teeth and goes, and just sort of blows the ash out the window. And he's just driving along and his foot's on the accelerator and he's shifting because of course it's a stick shift. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I try to make small talk. He's not saying much at all. And I'm like, this fucking guy's the devil. This is amazing. He's like stereotypical devil. And, uh, and I've got another story I've told probably another time about a kid who I got in a scrap with in seventh grade who turned out to be a serial killer later yeah, on. Yeah, you told that story. This was his uncle. Oh. Yeah. My, my brother told me later. He goes, oh, Dodge Demon. Oh, there's only a few of those in town. Oh, that's so-and-so's uncle. Art or Al, I forget. He was either Art or Al, but he was this kid Rex who turned out to be a serial killer. It was his uncle. So um, I would have had a great story, except for it got ruined by some reality. It wasn't the devil at all. It was the guy wearing an outdated bunch of clothes and oh. weird cigarette choices. Well, that's the great thing about stories is you don't have to keep them I could, to truth. I could have left the bat. The yeah, the You're always changing. You know, yeah, the, that's not going to make a good movie either. No, yeah, it would be a good short movie, like a five-minute movie, maybe ten-minute movie. Email supernatural writers. Yeah, yeah, they'll just <laughs> that show's still going on, so you yeah. got some time. Yeah, they'll just, in 2020. Yeah, they'll vignette that in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, so the movie, though, back to the mm, movie. Yes. Um, so we're we're watching this this uh, whole thing where the girls are trying different stuff, and then they finally do actually get powers. Mm -hmm. uh, at this point in the movie, do you are you are you invested and do you care, Will? Do you, do you, at this point are you like good? It's finally going somewhere. I'm, yeah, it's I'm excited about this. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, I'm only watching for Nancy at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she's chewing the scenery so beautifully. She really, really channels her inner Nick Cage in this movie, <laughs> and she just she goes all out. If they could get rid of the other three girls. I don't. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. Nev Campbell's character is so bland, other she, than her no, scars. I liked she, her though. She well. I thought she was funny. No, you've got a bias because she, of, because yes. of Scream. But remember a little bit. Yeah. Um, she, she does kind of blend into the background whenever yeah. Nancy's on screen, though. Oh yeah, yeah. everybody does. Everybody does. <laughs> yeah. It's just Nancy. It's the whole just movie. Just Nancy shaking her head and yelling her lines her wild teeth going her wild teeth going mm -hmm. yeah that's fantastic yeah i just 90 minutes of her going nuts you could edit literally everything out but her and i would watch it yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah whatever happened to her she's still around she did uh what was that series um was it ray donovan she was in that one for a season or two i don't know that yeah She's Is that the name of the program? Ray Donovan? Yeah. yeah. She was always a band. 
What is this oh, program cool. Ray Donovan about? Oh, it's about this guy who... Um, is he named Ray Donovan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's the... Um, what's his face? Uh, that played Cotton Weary. Oh, I know. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Schreiber? Yeah. Yeah. Leave Schreiber. Yeah. Yeah. It's him, and he's a fixer for celebrities. Oh, okay. So if somebody's trying to blackmail somebody, he shows yeah. up and kicks their ass or... You know, points a gun at him or whatever, and oh, okay. sorts it all out. <clears throat> Hangs out with a bunch of other people who do tough guy stuff. Tough guy stuff. And, uh, same year as the craft, she was in uh, the Islands of Doctor Moreau. Oh, Catwoman. Yeah. There's a whole yeah. bunch of crazy story going on there. <laughs> Jolian, you know all the backstory on what Brando was up to. We all oh, saw yeah, that you movie. Should, you should watch that documentary. It's much more interesting than the movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, Marlon Brando was so off the deep end with his weird crap and didn't care about anything that he told this lovely young Feruza Balk that you're really talented and you're really smart and you don't need any other bullshit, so do whatever you want. Yeah. Make him jump through hoops for you and just do whatever you want. He was telling her that. like He was feeding her the crazy. He's mm-hmm. like, just act... Act like an asshole. She already was. <laughs> well, whatever she, she was, was already acting crazy. Well, he he showed her where the volume yeah. knob was. So she asked him something <laughs> like, "What do you think my character's motivation is?" Or something. He was like, "Who the fuck cares? They're paying you money. Yeah, do what you want. Yeah." And he came up with all kinds of crazy stuff. He thought his character should be doing. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, ice bucket on his head. <laughs> Hit a little version of himself. Paint himself white. Yeah, like nothing that was in the script at all. And so he got Feruza Ball pointed in a really interesting direction when she was fairly young. Was she like fifteen when they made that or something? No, she was. Know, it's the it same, came out after the crowd. Oh, was it? Like the next year. Oh, okay. I couldn't. Ninety-seven. I couldn't remember. Man, but yeah, holy wow. What a terrible film. <laughs> it was so Did bad. we review that one? No. I think we reviewed no. that one, didn't we? We talked about you it. To, if, if you're going to review it, you need to watch that and the documentary. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. Oh, for sure. That. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Richard? Richard uh, Stanley. Richard Stanley. So Richard Stanley. This is like a movie about like this doctor in this island who's experimenting on humans and animals and crossing them. <laughs> so he's got all these mutants running around. And then the, the original director was fired from the project, he, and he was the visionary. Once they lost him, there's like no guidance on this movie. And uh, uh, but he he snuck back into the movie because he could disguise himself as an animal man, and uh, and, and just watch story. what was going on. Oh so after the movie came out, he was able to put together this documentary about this disastrous movie oh man it was crazy so he put I on a, he put on a dog man costume yeah <laughs> went back like on a... set he I went kind of nuts too oh, oh yeah. yeah yeah he like lived on the island for a while afterwards they filmed well they filmed in australia but he kind of moved out to the countryside yeah, with he, a bunch he, of he went out he went to france lived up a mountain for years yeah he kind of lost his mind losing this movie but they had all sorts of things you know like a bunch of actors ran to the airport to get the hell out of there and they like prevented all of but one of them from leaving and like hauled the rest of them back to the set and were like you have a contract here get back here Val Kilmer yeah and just (laughs) nutty stuff who I guess Brando decided that Val Kilmer was a dick and he didn't like him and Val Kilmer decided the same as Brando and they wouldn't show up on set 
because <laughs> one wouldn't leave after leave his trailer after Branda, or he wanted to leave first, and it just it was just a big ego match between the two of them. Sometimes when movies have weird stuff about them, and you're watching them. It, it's really kind of cool when you find out what is the story. Like, why, do, why does that seem cut short? Or why do, why do they seem to never be on set together? And you, yeah. you find out later, well, here's why. Yeah. Because <laughs> egos and, you know, problems. Tom Cruise is only two foot three and can't appear with any other living actors. <laughs> they do a lot I of, love Tom Cruise, guys. They do a lot of forced perspective on the little fella. On the it's, little fella. <laughs> for me, like, the dream team is like Nick Cage, Tom Cruise, and Ski Ski. Oh, oh, really? That, okay, yes. there you go. Yeah, you get Expendables 4. And the kid from French class, they could put him oh with Tom God. Cruise in a scene. Yeah. He could play the giant. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, where were we going before we sidetracked on this? I don't know. Oh, okay. Don't know. So, as this. You've as done the, like an hour and a half on the craft. Yes. Yeah. I don't even so, think the movie's an hour and a half long. No, nah, it's, it's within the Barnes limit, I'm sure. So, as it all escalates and picks up pace, and the crazy gets crazier, and the witchy stuff starts actually working. Witchier. It gets witchier by the frame. It, like, it just escalates. Yes. And then they kill Chris. Yeah. Well, Chris kind of. Did they wing him out the window, or did he throw himself out the window? He gets shoved out by Nancy. With psychic powers. Mm-hmm. Are you really responsible, like, if you could throw somebody with your mind? Yes, you are responsible. Yeah, I mean... I don't mean in the natural, like, supernatural world. I mean in the, in the legal world. Yeah, I mean, you're responsible. You it say? was an accident. It's laid out in the case. Legally, so. in, the sh- in the movie, they yeah. decided it was an accident, so I guess not. Well, they, they just said this, this... They were like he was drunk and fell. This young woman Oops. could not physically have picked him up and thrown him through the window. Mm-hmm. So I think there's... What I feel is like uh, the biggest weakness in this film is like the first half you have all this like high school stuff and witchcraftness and you have them being the weirdos and, and getting power and it's, it's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then they get these... They make these magic wishes and then... As the wish- wishes continue, horrible things happen, mm-hmm. and uh, they regret what they've done. And right. I thought that was the interesting direction, but then it, it takes over with you know him being thrown out of the building by psychic powers. Right. Uh, I thought it'd be more interesting if he was just because he was so obsessed with loving this uh, Sarah. Sarah that that would destroy him. Right, like he would mm-hmm. end up completely insane. Yeah, so they keep it as a you know, keep it as a more of a character piece rather than oh, dispatching yeah. him with special effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, with that, like nothing bad happens to Bonnie except she becomes a bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, nothing happens to her. It's like that Treehouse of Horror Simpsons where, uh, or no, 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 it wasn't that. It was uh, Family Guy, where um, what's what's the girl's name in that one? Meg. Meg. Where she be, they, they become like the X Men. She just gets like really long nails, but they don't really do anything. Yeah, <laughs> they're just really long. <laughs> yeah, so she's kind of like Wolverine, except for they're not practical for cutting anything or stabbing anything. Just scratching. Yeah. So and they probably break. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of like that. I think for her, it's like oh, she becomes kind of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's a bummer. So um, so as it all it all sort of. Turns out she just had Elmer's glue on her back, and they wiped it off with a warm washcloth. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, she becomes really vain because she doesn't have scars anymore. Yeah, that gene therapy thing with the electric sewing machine didn't work. I, I just I wasn't buying it. Um, so as so as this thing culminates and and Nancy just completely loses her mind and ends up in the insane asylum after trying to kill everybody mm-hmm. and everything. Right. Um, do you feel like you've gotten a satisfying end to the story? I yeah, yeah. Because I didn't want Nancy to die. I felt like as awful and like evil as she'd become, I still was like rooting for her. <laughs> yeah, she's so yeah. good. Yeah. So like her dying wasn't what I wanted, and I thought her kind of like going crazy was kind of cool. Cause she's still like happy. Cause she has that whole like two minutes where she just says I'm flying over and over again. Yeah. And we were like, oh, she's she's fine. She's content over there she's in her head yeah yeah for me i really like the movie except for like the suicide trope that they had to throw in there yeah that i have such an issue with and it might just be because like this was an angsty 90s movie about teenage witches right but like now like mental illness especially among teens is so prevalent for me i found that like almost offensive that they like threw that in there i felt to like just spice up her character yeah. To prove some hardship for Sarah because she's a really flat character. She's yeah. totally flat. Yeah, without the suicide attempt. It, mm-hmm. And the dead and mom. You, like. Yeah, you've got her dead mom, although her mom died giving birth to her, so she doesn't really know her. Mm-hmm. And you don't really find out why she attempted suicide either. There's mm-hmm. no real. Just, it's just this she just kind saw of like, snakes. Oh, I saw snakes. It was a bad time, kind of. <laughs> It is kind of a cavalier attitude toward writing that. I just, that, that's why the first time I watched it, I, like, was almost offended by it. I was like, that's bullshit, and moving on. It's understandable. And Um, and in its time, um, it it was probably just as um, not thought out as a lot of the, you know, chauvinist crap that was said in French class. mm -hmm. Or in the hallways or anything else. Yeah. So, Yeah. And Skeet's a terrible guy in this movie. Yeah. And you can just get past that, okay? No. You feel conflicted? Yes. <laughs> okay, just checking. <laughs> just but check. also, I love him in Scream, and he's literally a murderer in Scream. <laughs> like a serial murderer. And I'm like, oh my god, I love him. So, so, so I don't think we can trust my judgment. We found your type. When it comes to, yeah. <laughs> your type. <laughs> totally. Oh. Uh, so, um, yeah, the, the, the ending, uh, I think, was kind of... Uh, I don't know if you could call it poetic that the two girls who didn't end up in an asylum uh, lost their powers completely. Mm-hmm. I guess that was kind of poetic. And that the one person who could be judicious and, and careful and, and thoughtful with her powers had them. And then the other one who lost apparently her powers was, you know, strapped to a bed thinking she's flying. So it all sort of works out in the end, doesn't it? Except for Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> her stepdad. Chris. <laughs> Chris's family. It didn't work out for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, Emily was peeved. But Sarah's okay. So Emily was peeved that it was like uh, uh, came on as a feminist movie, but it was it was more about um, when they actually get power, they're punished for it. Sort of, um, yeah. Yeah, good point. I never thought about that. Yeah, it was the nineties, though. I mean, it's it like nineteen nineties. That's what I'm saying, though. It was. It, it's not excusing it. I'm just saying this explains it, that they thought this was a, maybe a bit mm. of a feminist bent, and they were fucking wrong. Well, then there's that whole thing about Carrie being super feminist, but it's written and presented very much like, you, women. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Carrie's feminist or anything Stephen King's written. 
Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Brian De Palma wouldn't know feminism if it bit him. Right. So and I like his movies a lot. So yeah, I I, uh, I find he's 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 evenly misanthropic. He is. He is. He is very. But yeah, ooh, yeah. I don't know. So all in all, um, this isn't really uh, strictly speaking a horror movie, and we do get some horror stuff in this movie. It's more of a supernatural movie. That's mm-hmm. you know you you get a little bit of stuff that's scary and maybe a little bit of stuff that's gory but that's about it and uh so i don't know that horror fans who are really like deep into horror are going to consider this like part of what should be in their collection on their shelf uh but the real question is do you recommend the movie yeah okay do you think horror fans would take the recommendation i think so it's not yeah it's not a horror movie but it's an entertaining supernatural film you think regular movie viewers are going to want to watch this one maybe around Halloween and be okay with it? Mm-hmm. They're not going to be like, oh, I can't handle that. <laughs> yeah. We run into that sometimes. Well, my mother introduced it to me, so... Oh, yeah. 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 She used to be the weirdos, mister. Now you're the, weir- <laughs> now you're the weirdos, mister. I'm just saying. You know, we've aged out of being the weirdos. Yeah, that's what happens to weirdos. Just going to go get a Most bus. Most of them. I'm going to get a bus driver yeah. job. Then I'll be yeah. a weirdo again. Then I'll be a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Covert we'll, weirdo. Will, how about you? Do you recommend this one? Yeah, I recommend this one. Were you entertained? I was entertained. I've watched this movie a number of times. Me too. Uh, I've watched I watched it on a Comet recently, and then I sadly paid $4 to watch it yesterday. Yeah. When I watched this and three Scream movies, yeah. not knowing exactly which what we would talk Wait, about. Three Scream movies? Yes. Two, three, and four. Four is really good. Four is my I favorite. I liked four. Three was no. hot garbage. One and four are the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two yeah. was okay. And it was kind of Two, like, the intro is the best part, but we can talk about that when we yeah, do that Yeah, it was kind of like, okay. And then three was just, ooh, and I have some questions. But we'll bring that up when we discuss the rest of Scream. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now, Jolien, what about you? Did you were you entertained? Did you enjoy it? Uh, are I, you not entertained? I, I, I was entertained <laughs> by the first half, as I say, and then the second half I was bored by. It was just bland, sort of TV, sort of yeah drama. Hmm. Uh, yeah. The, the look of it is bland. Uh, most of the actors seem like TV people rather than cinema. Um, as I understand just, this, this. Uh, script was supposed to be a pilot for a TV show. Okay, and then the guy who made who made the movie uh, felt that they ripped him off when they made the TV show Charmed, yeah, which uses the version of How Soon Is Now. Yeah, oh, Richard we, Richard Butler, um, Love Spit Love. Yeah, and which also inspired uh, Mark Snow for the X Files. Oh, really? Interesting. The guitar chords. And- oh. Yeah. As soon as now. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I can see it. Uh, if I was a teenager, I'd I'd like it. Yeah. And uh, I imagine teenage girls probably get together and watch this one as a good. Uh... It still has a new audience, right, Ziggy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's who I'd recommend it to. Yeah. yeah. Teen girls. Yeah. Or it's, it's fans. It's got a good fan, fantasy of finding your people and getting power. And, Teen girls who are into the supernatural. I think that covers all of them. (laughs) (laughs) No offense, I mean. Yeah. So, um, well, we covered that. uh, Well, except for me saying, yeah, I would recommend it. Duh. I mean, I've seen it several times as well. 
I am entertained by it. I do see its faults, of course, but that's, you know, a lot the of it's... The scenery chewing in this is fantastic. Oh, I, you know what? Feruza Balk gets a pass for me every time. Yeah. I will I will watch her... I will watch her watch paint dry. Yeah. And that's yeah, for real. As long as she's screaming about it. <laughs> shaking her head from side to side. She'd be born later, so she could have been Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad. Oh, that oh. movie would have been so no good. No kidding, better. right? That would have been so much better. That would have been so much well, better. Well, I didn't see it, but I could tell you It's already. a bad I movie. It. Yeah. Oh, I know. I've seen it a few times, too, because it's just kind of entertaining, but it's one of those entertaining <laughs> things where you watch it, and you're like, I hate myself for watching yeah, this, but I guess it's okay. This. She could have been Catwoman, too. It's been on. She uh, could have been all of them, and we would have been like, "Yeah, sure, totally." That works. I will. I will watch her do Shakespeare. <laughs> she wants to be Hamlet. I'll watch her do oh, Hamlet. Lady Macbeth, or that. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some real scenery chewing she could do. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Out damn spot. Yeah. Well, should we call it a show? Let's call it a show. All Ooh. right. Well, thank you for listening, listeners. Time bananas. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>